Hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our series on being counseled by God. We are going to start up lesson six. We are officially halfway through this course, uh, which is great. We have talked about a lot up to this point, and I, uh, I, I have a good feeling that if you've made it through the first five lessons, you're, you're probably getting pretty well acquainted with two-way journaling, writing out your prayers, and then waiting on God and receiving what he has back uh, in return for that. Uh, that's, that's one of the biggest parts of this course. And so please, if you are still having a little bit of a hard time with that, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to help you. Um, and, and for this lesson especially, it's going to be extremely important for you to have a, a pretty good uh, handle on that aspect. And we're going to get into that here in just a few minutes. But let's open up with a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll talk about um, our topic, and we're going to lay a little bit of a, a, a small foundation before we get too deep. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just come before you and we thank you for this day and for this time. We thank you, Father God, that we can come into your presence wherever we are, that we can join together in our faith, and and that we can truly be known and be loved by you, that we we can bring everything that we have to the foot of your cross, that we can lay down our burdens, and that that you would be kind enough and love us enough to pick up the load and bear it with us. We thank you, Father God, for all that you do for us. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just pray that you would anoint the ears of those who hear this message to receive. Father, I pray that you would anoint my lips to speak. And Lord, I pray that as we go through tonight's lesson, that you would be glorified and that you would even begin as as I teach Lord God that you would begin to expose unto each person what needs exposure in their lives father you are the great and mighty king of kings lord of lords god with us emmanuel we give you praise honor and glory in the name of jesus and all god's children said amen and amen so lesson 6 This week, we're going to be talking about healing past hurts. In other words, we're going to to talk about inner healing. This is a really big topic. Uh, It's not one that is easily addressed in a group setting, but because of the nature of this course, we're going to address it in the group setting. And there's, there's one ground rule that I need to set before we even touch this. And that is, you should not walk through inner healing alone unless it's something relatively small. What do I mean by relatively small? Let me give you my first-hand example. Years ago, I walked through the inner healing process alone because I knew that the event that I needed inner healing from was not traumatic. I went through a, a humiliation as a child and I, I harbored unforgiveness for the person that caused the humiliation for a very long time. And I took a course somewhat similar to what we're teaching now about being counseled by God. It was a different counseling course. And um, at, at that time, I 
realized that I had I had to get rid of the root of unforgiveness because it caused bitterness to start to well up in my spirit and that was not good uh, for me and it wasn't good for my relationship with Christ nor my relationship with others and so I walked through the inner healing process uh, just just myself and God and and that was okay because the humiliation that I needed to walk through inner healing with was not enormously traumatic. So if you have something in your past that needs healed that was enormously traumatic and you know what those things are, um, I I don't think I need to give any examples of enormously traumatic, um, but if, if you have a trauma or, or a very deep hurt that you need Christ to bring healing to, do not walk through that alone. You need to make sure that you have a spiritual advisor with you um, because I, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of explain it as we go through this lesson, but you have to make sure that you're not going to draw yourself back into the depth of the situation and relive the trauma. You don't want to do that. That's that's not healthy. And that is then uh, missing the point of being healed at the depth of your spirit, at the depth of your soul. Because then you're you're essentially reopening the wound and, and that's not what we want to get at. Uh, so we need to make sure that we are not doing this alone. I am not going to stress that enough. Uh, you're going to hear me say it several times throughout this lesson. Do not do this alone. And I mean that with, with the, all sincerity in my own heart. Unless it is something small, please do not do this process alone. Let's talk about, first and foremost, the language of the heart. It's important to know that the language of the heart is essentially pictures. We can, we can imagine things. God gave us an imagination so that we can see in the eyes of our spirit. Um, you've heard me talk about seeing vision from God. And, and when I see a vision from God, it speaks directly to my spirit. And, and so we say that the language of the heart is pictures or images because that, that bypasses your emotions and it goes straight to the depth, straight to the heart. And, and so, what do we know about the heart? Well, the Bible is, is very clear about the heart. And if you've never taken the time to study what all the Bible says about the heart, I would encourage you just to do um, a, a quick topical study and, and, and just get in a topical Bible, search for the word heart, and see where you find it in Scripture and what it means. I don't want to take up too much time by getting into that, so I'm just going to encourage you to do a little bit of a Bible study on your own. But subconsciously, the heart controls about 95% of our behavior. What does that mean for us? That means that 95% of what we do, what we say, the actions we take, 95% is subconscious and it comes from the heart. And, and that's, that's a huge percentage. That only leaves 
5% of the behavior that does not come from the subconscious heart. And so when we go through healing a past hurt, when we walk through inner healing, we are healing a, a portion of the heart which has been hurt. And that healing and that transformation really does take Christ bringing you through a process of through a process of revision. And so there's three principles to inner healing or to or to deep healing of a past hurt. And if you're taking notes, it's important that you should write these down that first of all Christ is timeless. Okay? God knows no time frame. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, before any other, and will prolong after any other. Christ is eternal. Why is that important? That's important for inner healing because Christ can be right here with you and walking you through the inner healing process, and yet he can also be in the past at that traumatic traumatic or humiliating event, whatever it may be, uh, he can can be in both places at the same time. And, and, And so it's important for us to understand, first and foremost, Jesus Christ is timeless. He knows no boundary of time. We can only be in the present. And, and so in order for us to get to the past, we have to relive something. And in order to relive it properly so that healing occurs, we have to actually walk with Christ to the event. And, and so point two kind of tags along with that. Christ is omnipresent. He's everywhere, past, present, and future. No matter where you find yourself, Jesus Christ is there. I think of the psalm, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, behold, you are there. If I make my bed in the depth of hell, behold, you are there. Uh, That's Psalm 139. And, and, And so, no matter where we're at, Christ is omnipresent. And then the third principle that you have to take hold of is that deep hurts are healed through forgiveness and allowing Christ to go into the event with his healing love. Names of God are extremely important. Uh, The names of God show us who God is. And so Jesus and, and, well, we'll just say the Godhead. We can, we can say that, that God was uh, Jehovah Rapha, our healer, is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. We can say that, Je- uh, that God is uh, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. For, for the sake of inner healing, I want you to know that, yes, God is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. God is also Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there. Okay, both both there with you and there with you at the time. And 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 first and foremost, we have to know that God is love. 
And if we know that God is love, then we can understand what love does in the heart. So deep hurts are not easy to heal. It's, it's technically impossible to heal on your own because forgiveness is not an act of self. Forgiveness is an act of God through one's being. And we, can, we are able to forgive for the same reason that we are able to love. We love because he first loved us. And we can forgive because Christ first forgive, for, forgave us. He, he, for, he forgave us long before any of this ever happened. He forgave us willingly. He loved us willingly. And so deep hurts can be tricky because of the forgiveness aspect. You, you not only have to forgive the person that hurt you, but in some cases you even have to forgive yourself. And sometimes it's easier to forgive the person who hurt you than it is to forgive yourself. But know this, if Christ forgave you before you ever were born, then you can forgive yourself. It's possible. Okay? Those are the three principles of inner healing. Christ is timeless, Christ is omnipresent, and then the, the hurts are forgiven are healed rather through forgiveness and allowing Christ to enter the event with his healing love. Again, start small. Do not attempt inner healing with a seriously traumatic event alone. I, I need to repeat that because I just feel like somebody is going to think they're okay. Please do not attempt inner healing with a seriously traumatic event alone. You absolutely have to have someone you can confide in, someone who understands this. Uh, if, if your spiritual advisor may not understand this and you want to take this step, you may share this with them, uh, but make sure that that you have someone who can really walk with you. So the three steps then, we talked about three principles. There's three steps of, of going through inner healing. And these three steps sound way more simple than they actually are. Okay? So the three steps, if you're taking notes, are to re-enter the hurtful event. That's, that's using vision. We've talked about the senses of your spirit. You're going to use the vision that God is giving you with the eyes of your spirit. You're going to ask Jesus to reveal where he is inside of that event. That's step two. So once you've, once you've re-entered into the event, you're going to ask Jesus to reveal where he is. Because as you, as you walk in to that event, when you... When you take the step to go through this inner healing process, right as soon as you sit down with your journal, you, you are going to go through the journaling process and Jesus is going to be right there with you. So you don't re-enter the hurt on your own. 
you re-enter the hurt with Jesus. And as you re-enter the hurt, you ask Jesus to reveal where he is in the scene. Look around. Find him. He will show himself to you. And when you see him, lock your eyes on him. This is step three. Lock your eyes on Jesus and let Jesus move freely in the scene until all of the healing is complete. Now, a couple of things that I want to go through. I'm going to expound on these points. When you re-enter the hurt, you are not going to enter into the deepest part of the hurt. So, in a seriously traumatic event, you are going to ask the Lord to walk with you into that time. And he's going to lead you either right up before it or, or to immediately after it, somewhere on the outskirt, but never to the eye of the storm, okay? This is why we can't do this alone with a seriously traumatic event. Because we have an enemy. And that enemy will come, and as soon as you open that door, the enemy will try to drag you straight back to the eye of the storm to reopen the wound. And that cannot be. And so if you have someone with you, who can, who can leave their eyes open as you pray, who can actually physically see you, then, then you have a security guard. You have a, you have a safety net in that person. Because as, as you go toward the scene, if you start getting too deep, that person can look at you and say, you're going too deep. You need to step back. You need to step back. And as you step back, look for Jesus. And because remember, he's walking alongside you. And if you start walking too fast to go toward the middle of the scene, then you need to stop and you need to look for Jesus. Find him. Go back to him. And and once you've come to the outskirts of that event, you just say, Lord, reveal yourself to me in 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 this event show me where you're at and and Jesus will begin to reveal to you where he is on the outskirts now it's important to know that he's in the outskirts because if he's on the outskirts that means he's in the eye of the storm and so he'll begin uh, to show you where he's at as soon as you see him in that scene You fix your eyes on him and do not take your eyes off of him. You leave your eyes fixed on Jesus until he walks through the healing process and your heart is healed and you will come out as pure gold. You will will walk through a refining fire when you go through this process. You will come out a changed person to walk through inner healing. And, And like I said... I I praise God that I've never been through a seriously traumatic event. But what I had been through, like I said earlier, was was a rather humiliating event as a child. And I harbored unforgiveness. I harbored a root of bitterness in, in my being 
for for over 10 years, and I wasn't really aware of it. I couldn't tell what it was doing to me, to my relationships, to my relationship with God. I couldn't tell what it was doing until it was pointed out. And, And as Jesus walked me back into that scene where I was humiliated, it, it didn't go away, okay? The, the memory of the event did not go away. But, here's the thing, is, although I still have the memory, I no longer have the root of bitterness. I no longer have the root of unforgiveness because my heart is healed of the hurt. I have forgiven the person who brought me to the humiliation. Even unbeknownst to them, I've not seen the person, and, and that's okay. But in my spirit, I forgave them. And and you can run that with a principle in the Bible. Whatsoever uh, is, is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. And, and so I let, I let that person go. I loosed that person out of my spirit because I had, I had that person bound in, in chains of unforgiveness deep in my heart. And I loosed those chains. And when they were loosed here on earth, they were loosed in heaven. God is amazing. God will see you through whatever it is you need to go through. And, and, and he will provide the healing that you need. So you, you re-enter that scene, not into the deepest part, but to the outskirts. Once you're there, you say, Lord, show me where you're at. He'll show you. Lock your eyes on him. All right? Do not quench the spirit. Never want to quench the spirit. But just keep your eyes on him until the healing's over. And once that healing is complete, then you never have to rehash that event ever again unless you're going to use it to testify. Just like I'm doing in in this situation. I use my previous experience to testify that this is this is true this is this is the gospel truth that Jesus Christ is the healer that he will provide a healing for you so you never have you you don't have to dig it up you don't you don't even have to dig it up to to go through the healing process because when Jesus walks you through, it's not being dug up. It's only being exposed. It, you're, not, you're not digging back to the deepest parts, but instead you're only exposing the surface of it. And he will heal. The, the love of God, the healing of God penetrates so deep and so true that you only have to expose the surface and then never talk about it again unless it's to testify, to bring somebody to God, to bring someone else through inner healing because you can say, listen, this is what God did for me. You testify. That testimony is powerful. If you have 
even the slightest of questions regarding this. I know that this is a very deep topic. I know that we covered it quickly. But if you have the even even the slightest question, there is no such thing as, as a silly question when it comes to this topic. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Any question that raises in your heart or in your mind, please bring them to me. I will be more than happy, more than happy to answer them. Okay? Uh, I want to leave you with a couple of scripture verses. The first one from Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. I think we talked about this one earlier on in the course. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Part of what we call the Beatitudes. And it says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And it's it's not that your heart is necessarily impure. I don't think that you're an impure person if you haven't gone through inner healing before. But if you're harboring unforgiveness, if you if you harbor a past hurt and you and you don't allow Christ in to heal it, then your heart is is broken. Your heart needs healed. So let him in. Let him come and heal the past. The final scripture verse I want to leave you with is just the reminder from Isaiah 9-6, the second half of the verse, and he shall be called and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Is that who you need? Do you need a Wonderful Counselor? Do you need a Mighty God? Do you need an Everlasting Father and a Prince of Peace? Of course you do. And that's who our God is. That's who our God is. If you have your journal out, I want you to write down this question, and this is what I want you to journal this week. Um, I, I want you to journal this question. Dear Lord, what hurt in my past do you want to heal in me? Say that one more time. Dear Lord, what hurt in my past do you want to heal in me? He's going to give you a time of your life that maybe you haven't thought about. Maybe maybe you have quote-unquote forgotten about it. But God didn't forget because he sees that piece of your heart that's broken. And he, he his body was broken for you so that you didn't have to be broken. His body was broken so that yours could be whole. So journal that this week. And and if it's if it's something relatively small, like a childhood humiliation, and it's not going to totally reopen a, a really strong wound, then walk through it. But if it's something huge. Do not go through the process alone. 
get a hold of your spiritual advisor. If you are lacking in the spiritual advisor department, get a hold of me. I will help you. I will walk you through this. Do not go through this alone. I recognize that that you, of course, are never going through it alone because you have, you have Christ with you. But physically, you want another human being beside you. You absolutely want another human being beside you. So, so just journal that this week and, and find out what it is that God wants to heal in you and let him. Um, of, of course, if, if, that's, if that's what God wants to heal, then, then you take the necessary steps. Now you understand the principles to inner healing. You understand the steps to inner healing. Get a hold of that spiritual advisor and take care of it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time. And I I just pray, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, that you would begin exposing to these people the areas of their heart which is broken. I pray, Father God, that you would begin uh, to show them in the eyes of their spirit the areas of their heart that need touched by your hand. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would feel right now a warmth overwhelming their body, which is the holy anointing oil of your Spirit pouring out upon them. Father God, not only to provide an emotional healing and a spiritual healing, but Father, that you would even provide physical healing for these people as they walk through this process. Lord God, that whatever, that, that they would stand On the principle of your word, whatever is bound on earth, therefore is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth, therefore is loosed in heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare each one of these of your children set free right now in the name of Jesus. Let every chain of bondage be broken from them. Let every spirit of fear be cast down. Let every spirit of pain be broken off. Let every spirit of of discontentment be broken, Lord God, and replaced with your opposites. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who came in the flesh, allow your Holy Spirit to just reign on these people. These are your children, Father, seeking to come deeper and closer with you. Rain down on them, Lord God, your healing. Let your healing virtues flow in the name of Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless and keep each one of these children until we meet again next week. Father, that each one would walk closer and deeper with you with each passing day, that they would continue to listen for your voice, that they would continue to to reach out and know you and be loved by you, to hold your hand and to follow your lead. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus and all God's children said, Amen and amen. Have a wonderful week. I will see you again next week for Lesson 7. Again, any questions, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to uh, help you, walk you through. If you're not quite comfortable with journaling just yet, reach out to me. I want to get you there. Um, that, that really changes. It really changes life in general. Uh, it's great to be able not only to talk to God, but to really be able to talk with God. So y'all have a wonderful week, and we'll talk again soon. God bless.